0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Space,
1: the final frontier. These are the voyages of the
2: Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds. Engage. Current Enterprise. Enterprise. This is Captain Jean Luc
0: Picard.
2: Captain Catherine Janeway. Captain Sisko. This is Captain Jonathan Archer. Specialist Burnham. Red Alert. Photon Torpedoes. Fire. The official Star Trek podcast. Engage. Engage. Make it so. With your host, Jordan Hoffman. That, sir, is illogical. And to make sure that history never forgets. This
0: is Engage. Hailing frequencies open, sir. Yes!
3: We are back, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a wonderful and exciting time. We are back for another episode of Engage. Engage. Another episode of Engage. Engage. Another episode of Engage. Engage. The official Star Trek podcast. And this is the one we've been waiting for. It's time for a mid season. By the way, when did mid season start? Is this like a new invention? Do you want me to answer that talk? question for no, you? No, you haven't been introduced yet. Oh, sorry. Mids, <laughs> midseason is like a thing that just started when these companies bite off more than they can chew. and they're going to make a show and they go, oh, crap, we need more time in post-production. No. No? no?
1: It's when they want to... Have two sets of like advertising, right, right, right. Battlestar Galactica. They started Galactica BSG. Kind of invented it. BSG started. It's yeah. better for your Q1 and your Q4 oh. if you have two Let's split leave Q seasons. Q out of this. Q <laughs> Q is all over this continuum break.
3: And what it does is it screws the actors, right? Because they get paid on their season one uh, yeah. deal. It's a way of right. It's Not a way of s- Way somewhere. of screwing. Uh, uh, but it's great
1: for CBS because now they have a Q4 hit and they're going to have a Q1 hit. Doesn't it come back in. I don't know January. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So
3: welcome to the mid season. Recap Roundtable Part 1 My name is is Jordan Hoffman I am the host of Engage the Official Star Trek Podcast. You can like us on facebook.com slash engage the official Star Trek Podcast. That's a long URL You can follow me on Twitter at jhoffman Brian's in the house. Hi, Brian. Hey, Jordan. And uh, we did a roundtable recap when this, um, what the hell is the movie called? Star Trek Beyond. Beyond. Star Trek Beyond came out last year. Good movie. We had three guests. We had Matt Patches Mm -hmm. from ThrillList.com. And guess what? We've got him back again. Hello. Thanks for having me back. It's great. He's an energizing fella. Energized. And uh, (laughs) what's exciting is, and then we had two other people, but we didn't invite them back. What new blood.
1: That's uh. That's on you.
3: <laughs> Red shirts. We wanted new blood, so filling in, we have, filling in, no, rising above and conquering. The next generation. The, myself filling <laughs> <laughs> We have also, we have, uh, how do we pronounce your last name, Emma? Stefanski. That's what I thought, but yeah. you, you said it a little differently when we I did it. How she did you said say? it in Klingon. You know, tongue. You
4: to know, make it sound more exotic to be cool. I don't know.
3: No, well, Emma Stefanski is here, and she is a uh, cultural critic. She writes for Vanity Fair. She writes yes. for Bright Wall, Dark Room, right? I have
4: before. Yeah. In, in, in the past. Screen, screen Crush. Screen crush yeah. Oh,
3: my God. We love Screen Crush. I know Emma's credits. credits. Yeah. Uh, nice. So Emma is here, and that's <laughs> fabulous. And then also close to me, both physically and emotionally, Very is true. David Sims of The Atlantic. Hello, David.
2: It's nice to be here. Thanks
3: it's for nice. having me. I saw you like 12 hours yeah. ago. We, we saw a movie together, and we we clutched during some At one
2: point, I did grab Jordan's knee.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was an emotional emotional full, a full grab. <laughs> I got a handful of knees. Yeah, well, you thought that was knee. All right, so listen. Uh, what's exciting now is that it's time to take a moment, take a breath, reflect on nine episodes nine hours minus commercials of star trek discovery which this time last year was just a a glint in a producer's eye Mm -hmm. you know who what
1: a delayed glint a delayed
3: my favorite kind of glint (laughs) what's gonna happen is it gonna be after voyager is it gonna be a reboot is it gonna be tied to the kelvin movies Who's going to be in it? Is it going to be on a ship, on a station, on a planet? And now here we are. Well, we know the first part of the first arc, and I want to go around the room and just sort of get a. Uh, even though we are the official Star Trek podcast, this is uh, we support free speech and free free th- free thought. So if you know, let me hear your criticisms as well as your as your celebrations. Uh, starting from right, David, mm. you've been watching every episode yeah. of Star Trek Discovery. I,
2: I even paid for the ads free, <laughs> so
3: I had no commercials. Wow. You, you paid I mean, the ten dollar one. Yeah, I
2: bumped. it out. I can't with the ads. Hey, just beautiful spender.
3: Well, or I could just you know <laughs> oh yeah put, you put you can down invest. some money, you can invest, yeah. P break, P break. You know what I? You would think I. It's a long story about my relationship with CBS All Access, but I actually paid for the six dollar one. Sure. Uh, but next season I'm you're gonna go, you bump it. Up. I'm gonna bump it up because um, I as a Star Trek influencer, have the desire to take screen grabs. Oh sure. And mm. if you had if you were cheap skate and you do the six dollar version, You can't go over those. You can't like move your mouse over the hurdles. Oh, so that's the reason for me. But for regular people, I just don't like the ads. You don't like the ads, and also you're, you know, you you come from wealth. You want to bounce around? (laughs) Oh no, I do not. (laughs) All right, but wait, what was your actual question? All right, so give me give me your give me your love. Give me your reaction. Star Trek Discovery from soup to nuts. I mean, how are you feeling about
2: it? I'm gonna say I went in uh, pretty concerned. I think I was like the the initial sort of advertising, the trailers for the pilot and everything. I was like. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I like the look of this. I was a little alarmed, and then I was very pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it uh, right awesome. from the get go. Really liked the pilot, and uh, since then I've basically been on board. I've struggled a little bit with the serialization, okay. uh, That's um, interesting. because I am such a sort of die-hard like next generation fan, and I do appreciate that. But I also know that television
3: has evolved, and you, yeah. know, you can't really yeah. make shows like that anymore. The Planet of the Week is it wouldn't really work wouldn't and, and really work tried it and i do do yeah. like it you do like it okay
2: um but no but generally i'm happy and i was very satisfied with uh the note it stopped on because i thought there
3: was sort of a lot of potential for growth uh yeah
2: after the mid-season okay cool yeah no it,
3: ended, it ended on a nice note i think I it thought so i think it ended really like its ending is one of its best things i think emma what do you And so far
4: i'm loving it
3: you're I'm loving like, it yeah
4: i really like, i really enjoy it um okay. i was also worried at the beginning uh, because they were like, when they were hyping it up, I remember uh, someone said, and now I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, we're going to, we're taking a cue from Game of Thrones and we're going to kill characters and you never know who's going to die right. or whatever. And I was just like, why yeah. do we have to do this in Star Trek too? Yeah, um, I just want to have, watch a relaxing show about people yeah visiting planets and having a good time but, planets. <laughs> but
3: it hasn't been that relaxing no it's been very far. stressful it's yeah it opens up a little bit stressful but i find that um as as you get more into the characters mm. you're you're really with them yeah. you know i love that, everybody that party scene in um episode seven was at the time loop one brian episode yeah. seven yeah it might have been <laughs> seven or eight. Okay.
1: Uh, no, it's seven because it they go in the time loop, and then eight is they go to the planet with the big... Yeah, eight's beacon, kind of the beginning of a two... Right. Yeah. A, a okay. loose that's 2 right. That's You're absolutely
3: right. right. So seven, uh, the time loop episode, and the party was, I found, kind of like that's the most DS9 TNG bit because they're all mm-hmm. just like hanging out, listening to 20th century music, <laughs> um, and drinking like beer pong, right? Isn't there actual beer pong going on? Doesn't Tilly bounce a ping pong into a. W- was cup? that also the episode with the burrito? Was it, or was that earlier? Burrito. There was an episode where someone replicates no, a burrito. And I was oh, like, oh, yeah. oh Is yeah. Is this yeah. the so, first no, like, burrito mentioned no, in Star and, Trek? history? and with, with, um, with tomato salsa. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. And, and, and the replicator came with uh, nutritional notes. It did. Yeah, yeah Michael Burnham
1: was, fat shames her for getting a burrito. It's a little, a little. That's a little the episode little, where yeah. Michael's kind of learning maybe not to be that's such true. an intense yeah. jerk. About she everything. was raised on Vulcan. Just what go are? on Twitter, Michael Burnham. You'll <laughs> learn everything you need to know. No,
3: Star Trek um, is a utopia. Twitter has been <laughs> eradicated. Emma, you said that you love all these characters. Um, so, wh- which character are you loving most? Saru. Saru. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Very cool. You know, I named my, my cat Saru. Yes, yeah, I did know that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I got some...
1: <laughs> Jordan's headstocks are flaring right now.
3: <laughs> um, but what's interesting is I just started reading, and Brian's copy is coming in the mail. We're doing, um, because of the mid-season, the Star Trek Discovery prequel novel,
4: mm. which is Ooh. called
3: Desperate Hours. Uh, available now uh, on sale and it's in my bag here I'm just like 50 pages into it and there's a boatload of Saru in that and there's a oh my god you're, you're so excited Your microphone so, is, <laughs> so there's a boatload of Saru and what makes him tick and him and Burnham you know doing some friction okay cool Mr. Patches um, overall, so I feel like I should
1: dissent because what? everyone else is so excited. <laughs> you don't like, have to. No, but I'm not going. You're digging the show, right? I, I really am. Uh, and to echo what you guys said about this kind of like fear going into the show, you know, Brian Fuller showed up to Comic Con to lead a Star Trek panel and be like yeah. hype, 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 hype. Yeah, and then he leaves the show. And then he le- well, yes, or whatever he, happened. You know what they say? He was He ankled. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. on the show. Okay? he's no longer involved in the show. <laughs> he was yet. definitely involved with the two part. Pilot. I felt like that was yeah. You know, I can thing. I
3: can dish a little on my inside intel. Here's here's the deal. Yeah. He he is not involved now, but everything
1: we've seen the DNA is hidden,
3: everything is we've correct. seen thus far, including part two of season one was. Um, the grand scheme, his broad arc. It's still yeah. Fuller's arc. Like so, what we saw. So the
2: spore drive that was him. Like
3: all that. Was everything his idea. so far. Uh-huh. We, you know, the last episode ended, and they're somewhere, uh-huh. and we're going to find out in the next episode. That was him. The specifics were not him. So you're I saying right. I should
1: still be worried. <laughs> but but wasn't always worrying,
3: and you will know better than it. wasn't
2: yeah. the initial pitch sort of that it would be a one season show, and then yeah. next season would just be a whole other
3: story. The, I can neither confirm nor deny. I, re- uh, I really, I really okay. don't know. The I've heard,
2: I heard, I remember reading something about that. Maybe not finally,
1: but that I've was that one too. initial idea. I think that, that was right. Fuller speculating himself in yeah. episodes, like they didn't know he was. He just loves hyping, you know. He loves yeah, connecting with The internet, so he's a hyper He's a hyper,
3: but he he did help craft all of these characters and. The, the general arc is still part of his thing, but the nitty gritty passed that first the first two episodes, right. which had like a whole lot of uh writers attached to them. You know, since then it's been the writers that we know about that are in the right, room. Right. But
1: but the day-to-day. show is also setting itself up to be almost an anthology series, right? If you have a different adventure every half well, season, I agree. Then it could sure. be a, and also Maybe the if they're in the mirror universe, okay. Let's say they get out of the mirror universe. Maybe it, they get spat out. Yeah. thousands of years in the future. <laughs> Mind blown. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's possible. I, <laughs> I mean, exactly. do you like the show or not? It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, I really, really enjoyed the show. After the the two part opening, um, you know, was pretty action heavy. Yeah, I believe the that battle of the Kurt- stars. Yes, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, I, I believe Alex Kurtzman is the one who kind of like took over the show and helped Sherwood did it, and then. Um, Akiva Goldsman of the Dark Tower fame and uh, the um, yeah. Transformers He's an Expanded the universe yes. some respect. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Beautiful <laughs> well, mind. Wait. Writer, so you're
3: Akiva talking about Goldsman. you've got you've got Alex Kurtzman director of the Mummy and Akiva Goldsman Something, yeah. Uh, not having a whole lot of say in Batman <laughs> of and Robin. Batman and Robin <laughs> the Great Dark side. Tower.
1: But these are there are a lot of uh But Kurtzman obviously had to he was part of the Kelvin universe. He was building that out with uh Yes, Kurtz. Kurtzman
3: yeah. has been involved in all Trek since 2009. Right. Yeah,
1: but that also made me worry because I absolutely adore Star Trek 09. Yeah, and the other two movies. And Beyond, I'm yeah. fine with. No, Beyond. See, I'm, I'm kind of like cool on Beyond. Ooh, um, but and I'm cool into with into Beyond. The, oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Into the Darkness is the, you know what? Yeah, it, well, yeah. Listen, so I, I was okay. initially. Do you very knock worrying. it out of
3: the park every time?
1: Yeah, and and your the, the <laughs> your I uh, do actually.
3: So read dot <laughs> and find out. Um, I, I think you know filmmaking and uh, television episodic uh, making of this of this sort of weird new age that we're in is uh, has a lot of different people involved. And from what I'm told, it's like Kurtzman and uh, what's his name Goldsman are certainly very involved. But the two showrunners are Gretchen Berg and Aaron Harbarts, and they are still the showrunners. Right. I think think
1: they're in charge. Those guys gave it an action first, or at least that two part opening had this kind of action first vibe. And while I enjoyed that, while the stakes were raised, starting a war in the face of science and exploration and kind of doing the reverse of what the Federation was all about, that. It definitely got my blood pumping, but I was also kind of skeptical about where's it going to go? Is it going to keep upping the ante in terms of the scope, in terms Mm -hmm. of the action? And what I was really surprised and, and glad to see is that it's still a show about exploration on some level, but it's right. about the sacrifice of that. It's what this country goes through all the time now, which is like we have NASA. We believe in exploration. We are science first in some ways. But most of the times we're advancing science th- through war, or through harrowing events. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's that, very yeah. much a show of the times. But I also think it's very much an episodic show. I don't really see. I mean, obviously, there's a serialized aspect to it the war with the Klingons, Michael Burnham's emotional art, right, whatever yeah. lore conspiracy stuff is going on, the Klingon uh, the forget Klingon Ty- side of the conflict. Tyler and Vok, also. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get there. Uh, but you still have these w- great one-off episodes. I feel like they go on adventures. They're able to take the, like, go to a planet and fix a problem or, like, something's happening on the ship and we need to do something about it. Kind of next generation yeah. or original series. Vibe, I feel like but then a, give it the propulsion of the these kind of new cable sure. shows, and the, that's the, the, a tough the,
3: nut to crack. And I think they're doing it kind of well. I think I think yeah. you're right. Each each individual episode, you can say, "Oh, that's the one where they did X," and even though it is still fulfilling the general arc, um, it still is its own thing. Which is, uh, I would I would imagine that if the producers and writers of the show are listening to this, they probably feel pretty good about what you just said because I think that's what they've been trying to achieve. Which leads me a little bit to my next question which is something that hardcore Star Trek fans have been toiling with. And um, I don't know to the degree to which you are all insane Star Trek fans. I'm curious about that also. But it's the integration of the new show with overall lore mm-hmm. and the mythos. Yeah. And there are some very, and I love saying the word mythos, by the way. Mm. There are some very obvious, you know, surface issues with that. I yes. I mean,
2: which uh, is fine in my opinion. Well, let's. Well, you so mean like
1: the bending of rules? Like this didn't exist back in sure. OSG. Sure. Absolutely. So what mean? kind of a voice yeah.
3: is that? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Please yeah. do it like this. <laughs> Sorry. So like <laughs> no, yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, like well, you know, I mean, look,
1: I'll well, tell just
2: you. The general problem of yeah. any prequel, which is like the tech can't be this good, right? Yeah. You know, but you just gotta roll with that. Is my you gotta my live your life. Now here's
3: the thing: um, the official Star Trek Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Star Trek, which has 10 gazillion likes because it's freaking Star Trek. Sure. And back in the old days, when we first got on Facebook and you saw like a brand would be on Facebook, you click like. Sure. What do you like? Do you like swimming pools? (laughs) Yeah, I like swimming pools. (laughs) Boom. I like it. Boom. So.
2: Anytime. Right. It's anyone who entered Star Trek as one of their favorite shows. Back when Facebook was like yeah. for
4: college yeah. kids. And then yeah, switched yeah. over to right. like the page.
3: So what ha- Now I know. I mean, I don't know how much of this I've been talking about. But I, you know, I recently Boy. did. I, I know the people who run that page. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I do like I just did their uh, annual gift opening show sure, sure. on Facebook Live. And you I think the, that was
1: last year. No, no. Right? I did oh, it like two you days ago. You did it ago. again. Did okay. It. Sorry. <laughs> you missed it.
3: <laughs> You've been busy. Wait. So um you opened a gift with well, them. Well, they have, no no no, they had like an unboxing,
1: the video. unboxing okay. video. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh no, no I they don't have
3: know. They're new they're new, you should go to go watch it. I will. <laughs> it's very entertaining. So um the the deal is um now used to be like this it's a great example. Last year I did it and people were like, "Oh, cool. That's a new communicator. That's a new tricorder, Dynamite." Now there's like every X amount of comments is why do the Klingon heads look different? Fu and like spelled incorrectly. Here's sure. my answer. Sure. Here's my sure. answer. Sure. Yeah.
1: So, OST. Oh wait. yes. TOS. TOS. Yes. I do this because I'm a soundtrack obsessed. Original so. soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> TOS. I track the
2: original soundtrack. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sorry. <laughs> TOS was actually a a filmed version of the future. So it's not going to be a perfect recreation. They only had seven, you know, seventies technolo- technology or sixties yeah. technology to do it, but. Just think of discovery right. as a new modern uh, adaptation of what the future really looks like. Sure. Neither show is depicting true oh. future. It's like, it's like doing a period piece, we're but doing I mean, the about best. the future. So this—that's a, a good answer. It is a good can answer. Can only go so far. But
3: these knuckleheads that are driving my friends <laughs> crazy because they run the Star Trek and they want to promote their cool shit. They'd be like, "Hey, look, we got a new communicator fans, and nine of the fans are excited. And the tenth fan's are like, "Well, Klingon heads look different." Well, can I? Let, let's well, let Emma the, speak, uh, uh, let's, let's let because um, <laughs> Emma. What do you feel I just about that? Let mean to say about the Klingon heads. What? What, what is <laughs> that, what, Emma? What do you think about the Klingon heads? The Klingon
4: heads look different, like in every series, right? You know, because there was they were people. They back were, in the original. They were just they guys
3: were. With, with darkened skin, yeah. which is probably Ugh. something that shouldn't have been <laughs> anyway. Um, they had a guy who was Syrian. He played, I want to say, Kol- Kang or, Kol- or Koloth. Um, oh, you mean back in the original Back in the 60s, series. yeah. Sure, yeah. Right. But the other guys were just like white dudes with dark skin on their face. So, um, so, the, but the, so when you first saw the new Klingons, was your reaction... They're going to give you three options. Reaction one was like, oh, these new Klingons look dynamite. B oh, these new Klingons look different, and I am frightened. Or (laughs) C, oh, these are new Klingons, comma, the fans are going to be pissed off.
4: Can I do like an A and B? Like they look dynamite and I'm frightened because they're very scary looking.
3: (laughs) They are scary looking, sure. So, um, I mean, what would you say to that, like I say, every 10th fan, or not that fan, just like painting the answers on the internet that want to be a jerk about it? Like, do you have any reaction at all? Or? I just
4: feel like there's so much more in the show to pay attention to than that. Like, I, it doesn't really impact my enjoyment of it if it doesn't look exactly how I think it should. Right, right. And now I'm doing the voice again.
2: we are going to do the voice. Um, <laughs> do the voice.
4: But yeah, no, I think it's it's cool. I mean, I would be bored if I was a makeup artist having to recreate something over and over and over again. That's been done so many times before. Instead of being able to like provide my own design, like here's what my Klingon looks like, and then they're like, yeah, right, next right.
3: Time. I mean, I think part of the issue is, and I can understand it, I can sympathize and empathize, is that Star Trek for all these years has created, both through the show and this the is films what I was say. and the books and the comics, a hermetically sealed right. universe that you can daydream about and know the rules, but only like,
1: only because so many of the shows ran overlapping and like in the same time. You know, it's not like We've had, you know, there hasn't been steady Star Trek television since the next generation. If there had, we'd have the same Klingons. But this is a new mode. It has to be. Okay. All right. All right. All right.
3: Can I present my counterpoint? Yeah, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Well, let me, let me, because it sounds like something good is going to happen.
2: All right. Red alert.
3: Something good is going to (laughs) happen. I don't know. That is a lot of hype
2: for what I was about to say. Let's let's hear it. Let's Um, hear it. I have a little sympathy. I don't really care if, you know, the screens look better or like the CGI looks a little better. You know what I mean? Like sort of the set dressing, all that kind of, you know, yeah, it's going to look nicer. The Klingons, they changed it, you know, back in the day because they were making a movie and they were like, let's make these guys look like aliens yeah. rather
3: than just Fu Manchu with sure. brown face. You You're know? talking about 79 in the, the motion picture. Yeah. Thing. When they first saw the rigid foreheads. The frid- yeah.
2: And then, you know, since then, it's basically just been embellishments on that look, right? Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. looked that way. And... There's there was so much effort put into explaining why uh, that change happened. Right there is like countless canon sort of yes. Well,
4: uh, there's things, two, there are uh, two things. The, things the genetic. Uh, Doesn't Worf have a line? I think when he well, it's, when it's they in go the Space the deep deep Nine episode, yeah. yes.
2: right, where he alludes, and then in
3: Enterprise they yeah. like figured out the I'm, whole I'm thing. I'm dying to just tell you what it was. It was, yeah,
4: it know, was no,
2: in,
3: I, in Trials and Tribulations, DS Nine, yes. In DS9, that's what I'm talking uh, about. Worf, great episode. Worf says, "We choose not to." talk about right. it and right. it's very <laughs> funny and you're like
2: oh they did a little joke yeah. about it but then, then, an then...
3: Enterprise and Enterprise I love but Enterprise was had issues Um, they had like a multi-part mini arc explaining what was called the augmentation <laughs> virus augmentation, that's and it was like these they were like Klingon human
2: hybrids right these
3: radical Klingons that wanted to that wanted to um, augment themselves uh, a la Khan and it got out of hand and a virus spread <laughs> That would smooth out your forehead. Right. Okay. So they <laughs> so, they, they did all this work on that,
2: right? right? So then you go and change them again. Right. And I just sort of like, it's like, uh, you know, they did so much work, even if it was a little silly, right. trying to line all the canon up in your little hermetic universe yeah. that you're describing. yeah. And then they're like, the Klingons should look cooler. Let's just change them again. Right, right, right. And I know the change is less drastic. They still basically are, you know, guys with ridged heads yeah. and teeth and stuff. Yeah. But... I just I had a little pang of sadness for the right. diehard fan when I saw the Klingons differently. you're different, a good man I mean right.
1: there's a reason to do it it's to make them more alien the, yeah the sure the Klingons of are course. so humanoid. that's always the move right and if these are going to be warring cultures then they should be very different
3: yeah yeah well I mean I, I, I like but the way they look still be able to have sex with each other they do, sure. <laughs> they do, and 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 with humans, it looks like. Uh, yeah, well, you know, perhaps. it's it's what I think. What we've all been saying is that uh, the new show's changes are in keeping with the times. You know, I mean, it's just, in terms of its streaming platform, in terms of its uh, its arc, and in terms of the new thing. And I like to keep with the times. And part of the way I like to keep with the times. Is to make sure that I have always have on my wrist a movement watch. Mm. And I don't know if you know this or not, mm. but movement watches um, <coughs> are, we get it. The holiday shopping can be tough, but thanks to movement watches, all that gift giving anxiety can disappear with the. Uh, Here's the deal movement watches are very sleek and nice, right? Is that one right this there? This is a movement watch. Are you watch? wearing, okay. I'm wearing okay, a that's movement watch? You nice. might think that this costs hundreds of dollars. Sure. Right? This is, Emma dropped her Emma phone so in excitement. Insane. She's like, I will not use my
1: phone for timekeeping anymore. <laughs> I, movement move, watches only. You know,
3: not to be you so, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I support uh, all, you know, gender fluidity, but they do have ladies' watches also for Thank those God. for those who choose. Um, and what's exciting is that this will cost you 95 bucks if you go to um, MVMT.com slash engage and you get a, a percentage off. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of dudes our age... Uh, uh, they uh, keep. They don't keep a watch. They put. They have and it on it's their true. phone. I don't. Yeah. And when somebody says, "What time is it?" You're lugging in your pocket. You're, you're all uncomfortable if you're wearing skinny jeans. You got to wiggle around and get your phone out of your pocket. It's a big pain in the butt. When you wear a movement watch, you're like the king of town. You know, it's it's really exciting. Can Jeez. it
1: be beamed down to another planet?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, movement watch. Here's what I do know, and I'm not even looking at my notes. It was founded by these two guys. They came out of college. And they had got jobs somewhere, right? And they wanted to impress the bosses and probably impress the ladies. And they um, couldn't afford the watches in the stores. So they made their own. They got in the garage and made them. And they're very reasonably priced. So you go to MVMT.com slash engage. Oh, God. MVMT.com slash engage. Uh, the watch has a clean design. that makes a great fashion statement. Now is the time, waka, 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 to step up your watch game. Go to movement.com slash engage. Join the movement. All right, so cool. Now, Brian, before we were talking about movement watches, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about the new television show. All right, so here's the deal. Um, I think we've talked about how the prequel and the Kelvin timeline and the tech, and the other thing was the the, the holograms, right? At mm. first episode, yeah. Like I've seen 700 episodes of Star Trek. They talk to one another on a screen. Now they're hologramming each other. <laughs> and some fans, I like, couldn't take it. I right. saw that, it. that I watch- can forgive that. Yeah, I
1: don't care. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's they're just like,
1: so baffling what people really, really care yeah. about. Yeah, but the other thing—I mean, remember—they're trying to reach a larger audience here. They don't yeah. want it to be an exclusive club. Yeah, they want well, everyone to join. But you have to pay to watch it. Okay, well, there's that. There.
4: Well, it's it an exclusive be,
2: uh, club for rich people. <laughs> a, well, I mean, the CBS All I mean. Access thing. Thing. They want to attract but it, you But know, it makes
1: you
3: think you're richer than you are. It's only six... It's like having a movement watch. You look like you're really... It's like you look, look like right, a million right, bucks. Right. Two
1: guys said, television and cable is too expensive for me. They got out of college, and they started CBS All Access. <laughs> exactly they just... Right. They had a dream.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, Star Trek Phase 2 was going to launch... The Paramount Network, right? right. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, um, was it Voyager not launched UPN? One of the one Voyager of the, launched Voyager.
3: UPN, and TNG was the first. TNG was the major first like major syndication show, show. Yeah.
2: and then um, and now this is like using Star Trek's sort of established "they'll go anywhere" kind of fan base, yeah. to launch a new thing is like the oldest trick
3: in the book. They, all, they they not, always do it. Not only that, the reason why at the time it was NBC, you know. uh, Roddenberry started Star Trek, he had a sure, deal right. with Desi Lu, right? Yes, the first pilot. And then they came back and they and by the way when Was
1: Lucille Ball it oh, is. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Lucille I mean,
3: Ball was the producer of Star Trek and no. she got involved. At first, it was pitched to her and she agreed to do it. I swear this is true, it can be fact checked on the internet. She thought Star Trek was going to be like a USO-type review show. Awesome. Like, we're a bunch <laughs> like of star- they're trekking around. We're a bunch of stars on a trek.
1: Tribbles. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
3: but then, you know, Ricky. she... she uh, Lucille Ball was a fascinating uh, businesswoman. Savvy and she businesswoman. she was very involved. And then once it was pitched to her... And she got it, and she also saw that it was, uh, you know, as, as, as has been discussed ad nauseum, even had a black woman on the crew, it had a Russian, it had all these things. By well, the time, it didn't have Russian. It had uh, Sulu. She was into Star Trek. She loved it. She defended it, even though it went way, way, way over budget. So, Dig, first pilot, The Cage, yeah. not a success. Oh. Went to the second pilot. NBC's big note was brighten up those costumes mm-hmm. and brighten up that Bridge. When you see, think of the bridge in your head. The first thing is as round, um, the red, the red bar. Mm-hmm. Why? NBC was owned by a company called RCA, and what was RCA pushing in 1966? Brian, color TVs. He's heard me tell the story five times. <laughs> <laughs> RCA have, have your listeners heard you
1: tell this story five times. Or? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking about them right now. I'm
3: talking oh, God, about he's talking RCA. Bit. So. <laughs> 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 oh, so boy. Uh, no, so they RCA owned the friggin' NBC. No, yeah, no, right. They right. wanted to move color TVs, and that's what it was. It's let,
2: such a, a day glow show, like yeah, right, you know, man.
3: absolutely. And and Leonard Nimoy, he as a kid, he uh, he was uh, not a kid, he was uh, a adult, young man. <laughs> but he when he and his kids uh, would watch the show, they had a black and white set at the time, and that was what inspired them to get a color. I gotta watch myself in color. It's Ridiculous. So, and wow. so did the
1: guy? That's w- what inspired him to get a color TV, not the thousands and Millions of dollars th- that he had. St- that's the I story. <laughs> I so, heard was the
2: on. next generation owned by a beige furniture company? <laughs> is, that, is that what was going on there? They loved it at Levitts, beige. you know. Was <laughs> yeah, Bob's Huff- Discount, Huffman
3: Coos. You know, <laughs> can you believe there was a store called Huffman Coos? Has anybody else heard of Huffman no, Coos? No. no.
1: Is it New Jersey I've heard it before?
3: It's a Jersey thing.
1: Yeah,
3: Huffman Coos.
1: Well, is a furniture store? Yes. In Philly we have a furniture store called The Dump.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, we have that in Virginia too. The
1: dump to the dump to the dump dump dump. I just oh did an my ad. God. Take it to the dump. You the know, dump. two guys said furniture's too <laughs> expensive and they went in their garage. I'm sorry. Great.
3: No, Hoffman coos is K O O S. We're way off track yeah, here. Huffman Kooz. All right. Um get back the, on the bridge. The lead um the lead of this show is uh Michael Burnham the half right. Vulcan well she's all human biological but she's raised in the Vulcan tradition and I'm curious to hear from each of you individually about how you feel about this character specifically um is she the most interesting character on in the show you say you love Saru the most yes um but what is your attitude toward um, she's sweating now, toward huh? Michael Vern? I mean <laughs> oh, do you God. find do you find her to be an intriguing character or sometimes the lead like you know I love the show Deadwood and timothy Oliphant by by midway through season 2 you're like sheriff he's the bullock le- the least interesting guy on that show i like him on that show but I, he's not my favorite character on Ted. but Wood.
1: that's that's because you need excess and you need like <laughs> crazy character quirks you're not investing enough in the actual main character i heard you Michael, on oh, your a last, last bullock, episode actually. i i heard you on your last whoa, whoa, episode whoa, yeah, about yeah. the finale Talking smack about Michael Burnham not oh. being that interesting and having like a uh, like flatlined arc throughout the season, where slow and
3: steady paced arc. You know, I'm becoming more human. I'm redeeming myself from my action. Would you think Lorca
1: way, is better? But Lorca is yeah, more interesting. I mean, we'll get there. Yeah. But Lorca has a lot of conflict going on. But you gotta respect Michael Burnham she has a true arc she has so much psychology going on she's dealing with the like identity crisis but she's also has this blossoming emotional spectrum like how can you think that she is a kind of flat
4: I don't
3: think she's flat I think that there you already know you know what she's thinking all the time.
4: Yeah, you can kind of tell, like, okay, well, she's going to no, do this. Well, I
1: mean, even in the later episodes where after, so after her mind, I am because I was so enraged. I was enraged by Engage. <laughs> enraged. <laughs> enraged, the official Star Trek <laughs> hater podcast. Uh, hearing you talk about how Burnham is this, like, obvious melding of two personality types of these two cultures. Yeah. But you know, when she does the mind melt thing with Sarek and she learns about his uh, you know, his favoring yeah. Spock over yeah. her oh, that's heavy that, is, yeah. that is that's heavy really stuff good. and it's it's tearing her apart. And then we see her thrust into like the mundanity of the party scenes and trying to connect with people. I don't know. That's like that hit me. You're uh, well, tearing me apart,
4: Sarek. That me. I, I feel and
1: then that... romance and uh, <laughs> in the back half of these episodes she
3: goes. Becomes... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're right in that yeah. I uh, I would like to Walk back a little bit what I said. It's not that I don't, that I dislike her. Or I don't find her interesting. Is that compared to to Lorca, which in one episode can
1: like give me whiplash three times? I just don't think you're empathizing enough with the female experience. Oh jeez. All right. Well, what's is is what's, what's your
3: question about Michael well, Burnham? Well, first of all, does she have anything to be ashamed of? Um, what did she do that okay. was so wrong? I mean, other than all right. Give so a I want to talk about her this captain, because yeah. I
2: haven't been on Engage, and now no, I'm here, and a, I want to ask the question. the question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because I like this show a lot, and um, I'm generally like fond of most of the plotting decisions, but uh, I never really understood the mutiny. I mean, yeah. I understood it like nominally, like what she was doing. No. I just never really. My whole problem with the pilot, my only problem with the pilot, is I just didn't buy that she would do something that drastic. Because her motivations just never made like a ton of sense to me. Apart from she sort of like felt it in her Vulcan bones that you know you gotta fire. But doesn't
1: Sarah communicate like? Yes, you must
2: he, do something. He this communicates. Is life or death. You have to yeah. fire because this is how the, communi- the 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 Klingons sort of. This uh, is her Kobayashi Maru though.
1: That she has to do this. Yeah, but I mean, she uh, has a logical preservation. I, 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 to, I, I, here's the thing. I that's think your call.
2: I just don't like. It's so antithetical to Star Trek mm. to me. Like and I'm fine with mess yeah. with Star Trek. It's fine, you know. I'm not like someone who's precious about it, but I need like Something a little precious about. It.
3: <laughs> well, well I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you actually need, like, side up a little bit with David here. Here's what I think. Incredible say. It's what? a war with the Klingons. hold on. Time in space. Out. Nothing's happening space. yet. They're going to be a war, a war with the right,
4: They're in space. Wait, time out,
3: time out, time out. Here's the it's deal. It's a vacuum. Anything can
0: happen. <laughs> no one can hear them scream. Here's
3: if the thing. If you fall
4: overboard, you don't. I
3: think <laughs> what David might be getting uh, onto here, and is that I think this is something that worked really well on the page. Right, right. It's a good idea, of course. Mutiny. She must redeem herself. work. You know. Because I kind of agree. Like, I buy it intellectually, but on a gut level, I always felt a tiny bit phony. And I haven't seen the pilot since the I saw the pilot.
2: But yeah. she comes out. She's like, look, I can't tell you how I know this, but we just have to fire on them. Like, we just got to do it. That's how they're going to end. Um, Michelle Yeoh. Oh, my God. What's Captain uh, Philippa Georgiou. Georgiou's like... That, that's, that seems like a bad idea. We're yeah. Star Trek. We're not going kind to of fire on a ship. We're Star Trek. And her response is, <laughs> excuse me, we're Star Trek. <laughs> we don't fire photon torpedoes willy-nilly. Exactly. And Burnham's response is, all right, well, down you go. Like, I'm going to just like have a panic attack, start sweating and be like, fire it. Just fire the torpedoes, you know. <laughs> oh,
1: yes. Bring back my PTSD.
2: <laughs> that's the whole decision chain, right? Yeah. I just needed a little. And it's too bad because I like the general, you know,
3: yeah, rest of her arc. Like, yeah. I like her coming from rock bottom back. To, no, I love know. that, too. I, uh, you know, that wasn't what I really wanted to bring sorry, up. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm glad you did. The, <laughs> the thing that, that bugs me, I'm, I'm glad you aired it because that's something that's been, I, I don't ag- I agree with you 12%, uh-huh. you know? 12, wow. Um, wow. The thing that bugs me is she's always so apologetic about, quote, starting the war. Right. Like, if she didn't fire those torpedoes, they would have fired at them. Yeah. I don't think she has anything to be sorry about in that. She should maybe feel sorry about giving the Vulcan nerve pinch to Georgiou. Maybe that wasn't so cool. But Not very cool. No, but I mean, the the Klingons were... like. Do you think that she has anything to apologize for? Well, she
4: does. I mean, she definitely feels guilty for her captain's death, right. which... She feels responsible for responsible it. Responsible for I I, understand don't know, that.
3: I don't know that she should feel responsible for it. But she does. Right.
1: Who can argue you buy
4: that it? Well, if a yeah, yeah. That
3: God i buy. Yeah. yeah.
1: If she was a true Vulcan, she probably wouldn't feel guilty, but she's not. And that's the conflict Nature of making Vulcan-like yeah. decisions, but feeling the human reaction. And oh. Saru punishes her so harshly. For Brian her. has something he so to wait a minute.
2: Say. I But she didn't fire the torpedoes, though. She tries to. Yeah. She
3: but tries she to, doesn't. but she doesn't. Yeah. I mean, uh, to right. That's why we're at war. We would have to go back and... Uh, but I think the raising of the shield, she... Uh, yeah, she uh, acts aggressively. Proliferation of
1: aggression. Yeah, I, that- I always question if it, if it was that act. That started the war, or was her killing Takuvma? That was the act. Right. Star then of the they war. beam on board. Well, the real, and all no, that. the thing right. was yes. that
3: she went in her spacesuit to go poke around at the tar- at the um, torchbearer oh, on the yeah, sarcophagus ship. But like, who would have known? Like, that's what you do on Star Trek. You see a weird thing in space, you go say hi. That's true. Yeah. That is your Vulcan hello. But
2: this is see, we're all bogged down on this, and it's like, why couldn't we have had a slightly clearer sort of like screw up or bold right. decision? Like it, the whole thing always because just felt a little muddled is to too
1: me. The sh- because the emotional aspects of the show are really muddled. That's the mm. whole point, that right. everything is good and everything is bad. There is no good and bad. Like, seeing this in terms of black and white is is the the old Star Trek. I, I like a the little old more Star Trek. I know you do. But this is like, the I, characters are more complex.
3: I do think that it is... It I'd is, say yes and no, but it yeah, is I know not, what you're saying. It is not the most clear launch. I think part of it has to do with real-world issues, like this had 75 producers and writers attached to it. and sure, the, sure. And the pilot was on regular CBS, and there were all these eyeballs, and you know, everybody was involved. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they made it happen in general is amazing. Uh, it's not the clearest, you know... Opening, but like then you look at the other pilots. Of I was other about to shows.
2: say every Star Trek pilot is horrible. Is, uh, yeah, like uh, the, the best one is one. the Voyager one, and it's not very good, <laughs>
1: right? Am I wrong? Well, at least a big thing happens to them,
2: uh, right? Exactly. Yeah, there's sort of an event, and it's an yeah. action pack. Like uh, Enterprise the one's okay, n- and uh, Deep Space Nine is not good. d Space Nine when the whole action is they have to like move the station over yeah, there. TNG's and they're pilot. Like,
3: hold on, you know? <laughs> TNG's no pilot one likes is moving guys. TNG's pilot is
2: is awful, hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's awful
2: with the q court and the yeah no, it's awful the little like the little people so who you're saying are is like nuclear
1: the mutants. star trek discovery pilot is actually the best star I trek pilot i would say
2: it's like
3: arguably the best it's star the trek best, pilot the best i mean agree with that yeah because mm-hmm. tos first I mean, of all bar. their, their mm-hmm. pilot was like uh, wasn't, it's where no man has come before yeah which right? they didn't yeah. even show to like five that or six that was okay i guess oh, it's, um, it's pretty fine. good it's pretty
4: mm-hmm. good go
1: you know what the best star trek pilot is yeah john cho in the Star Trek. He is a great pilot. I don't know. He, he in great... that
3: first movie, he doesn't know how to disable Punch the parking brake. by episode, <laughs>
0: by part three, he knows to
3: dive down the thing <laughs> and zoom
1: up.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our Trek Podcast. Energizer.
3: How do you folks think, how do you folks think, (laughs) um... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Soniqua Martin-Green and the character of Michael Burnham is uh, expressing the toil within her of her half-Vulcan, half-human side. I think she's so good. I mean, that's why I like the character. Yeah. And I generally like the character. I who, never but, like, saw her on The
0: Walking Dead. I was did. She,
1: really good in uh,
2: she was excellent. I mean, it was never... She played a similarly very internal character uh, who was sort of racked with a lot of, like, you know trauma as pretty much anyone on the walking dead is cuz that show is just you know you open the door and like trauma it was like dead and, uh, walking in yeah. Yeah. jumps on you <laughs> so yeah. much dead they're walking dead let's, open inside like in the walking dead they're like let's let's go to the store and get some new batteries and you're like oh don't go to the store <laughs> like you know anything <laughs> is bad um but she's she's why I like the why why I love the character yeah i i think she's phenomenal
1: she's like, like patrick stewart good yeah. i feel like wow. her mind readings yeah. are really she uh, I, theatrical is the wrong word, but this kind of, like, sense of language that theater actors have. And mm-hmm. presence.
2: And she is a theater actor, right? I mean, yeah. she came up as oh, a theater really? actress, yes. I think She definitely apparent.
3: has a very um, specific set of tools that she uses and uses them well. Like, like she does not go off and do weird... No, I'm being serious. Like, she has... She, If you watch... I mean, I've had to watch some of these episodes, like, twice in a row because of, of my station in life. And you'll notice... Um, like, the, the way she'll phrase something uh, that she did it once, and then three weeks from now, she'll kind of do it the same way again. That's not a criticism. That's just, like, she fucking knows... Oh, sorry. She knows how to, like, do uh, a thing. Because now Brian has to put explicit on the I thing. See. No, I don't. So, <laughs> that's fine. good. That's right. Squeeze <laughs> it in there. Um, she kn- Like, she knows how to give this line reading, you know, which is interesting because um, every actor's different. Like, some, some actors like to put English on the ball, and some actors like to surprise you with their line readings, and she... So it's like, I know where my strike zone is, and I'm just going to just... And I think it, it's so. really tough to play
2: essentially a Vulcan, right? You know, I mean, I know yeah. she's—I mean, she's playing the dynamic of it. Yeah. Um, but those characters are the most anti-dramatic. They're the most Roddenberry <laughs> characters, where he's like, "I strip all regular drama out of yeah. this. No, none of your tricks. Yeah, <laughs> we got to find new ways to, you know, create drama." And I think she she nails it. Emma, what do you think? Though I'm talking too much.
4: Uh, well, I'm yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. I think when I first I think heard about her when I first saw the pilot at least, at first I was a little bit like, "Oh God, it's another woman playing a very." stoic mm. female character who's very boring and doesn't have any emotions, but she... Wait, what
1: other characters fall into that category for like, you?
4: I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like Charlie's like Throne and Mad Max oh, and no, stuff sure. that. like that.
1: Sicario, maybe?
4: Yeah, like strong yeah. female character. Yeah. Where, she, where it's like, like,
2: to play with the boys, they must
4: move Yeah, they gotta just... They emotion. can't be a girl. They have to be just a mannequin <laughs> with no <laughs> expressions on their face. <laughs> um, but I think Martin Green definitely... She's like 100% the reason why I like Michael Barnum is because she's so good at um, delivery and at making the emotions that she's feeling inside very believable.
3: What, What do you think about Tilly?
4: What's I your? love Tilly. You love Tilly. I love right? everybody. <laughs> I love everybody. The only too, one I don't like is Tilly?
2: Prison Man. What's his name? Wait, can we Tyler? Tyler? wait? Wait, wait. Let's, yeah, let's talk about Tilly. Yeah, talk about Tilly.
1: Let's talk about Tilly because
2: is that that's a segment, right? Let's talk about <laughs> Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk Tilly. Where's the sound <laughs> um, effect? Hold on. Let's,
3: let's talk in, about Tilly. In wait, incoming <laughs> to Tilly, to assignment. Tilly <laughs> assignment. Hold on. Working. All right, wait. We're getting some Tilly accomplishments here. So,
1: Scotty, we need power. Acknowledge.
3: It's Just random sound. Substitute
1: Scotty for Tilly. Tilly is interesting because I think she really works, but I was again really skeptical of her when she was first introduced. She's grown up; she had her own arc, and I think that's important. Yeah. She could have easily been a stock character. Her when first she was, scene was
3: way wacky. Mm. Her first
1: scene, I'm like, so you've she now written big. you've written yeah. one of these Comic Con fans into the
0: show. Well, and we now <laughs> which, have we I mean, now Barclay. I Reg could Barclay. hear the studio sure, note. Sure.
1: It's like. God, Barb was such a big success on Stranger oh, Things. We no, gotta get wow, our, get our out Barb, out wow. <laughs> get and I really think in the early episodes to the red-haired you know, people. That's of America. it. Actually, has nothing. No, I'm kidding. It has nothing to do with the red hair. That's the that's the quitsits. they really just went for the Barb on that one, but like her her, her her presence is to be this kind of like fan voice to be this young yes, accolade. I get that. I get, and, it. I, get and it. I think oh, they red really Barkley. do try yeah, and like. Yeah. Reach out to the Comic Con community with her and like yeah. be the proxy.
4: She's a very cute character. They're like, you know, you're gonna write fan fiction about her. They're like, yes, like yes. she's it, so cool. She's fun. She
1: feels designed right? for that. She, she yeah. yeah, all right. But then she takes on a life of her own yeah. later. Yeah. Like but, she gets her job. She's accomplished things. She's helping Burnham sure. do these missions. Like with the time warp mission, she's there she's scanning confident. What's that big about her? space from, whale
3: from the first <laughs> yes. from the first episode. You, you meet her and you think that she's nervous and she They, they hint at her being. What, what's the phrase now? Neurodivergent, right? That's what they call mm. it now? Sure. Yeah. You know. That's what people who tweet at you call it. Yeah, so they call it that now. But, you know, whatever. She's got mishigas. Um And at <laughs> That's first... That's
1: word for neurodivergent. Yeah, <laughs> you think that
3: at first she's going to be, like, needing... Like Reg Barclay in TNG, that he's going to need a lot, a lot of confidence, a lot of, a lot of pep talks to, to get there. But by that first episode, when they beam over to get the space whale, the tardigrade, on that ship, when they're, the body's all torn up... And the little bug beast is running around. She's the first one to grab her phaser and say, show yourself! So she is ready to rise. Clearly she's been in therapy a long time and she knows when to activate the lessons that she's learned, which I find very fascinating. And I, I think she might actually be... Uh, I think she's my favorite character. Red Alert, I just announced it. I think Tilly's my favorite character. Even though I named my cat Saru. <laughs> I, I and like Tilly would have been a nice cat name. Tilly's a, a good cat, cat name. Mm.
2: Um I we've never, as far as I know, had a cadet uh main character on the show. Before, Wesley right? Crusher was a, was an he, ensign. He was a And he
3: was yeah. a twerp, yeah.
2: Well the whole thing so Wesley Crusher is the same <laughs> idea of a character where it's like, here's your audience surrogate who's yeah. like, oh, it's just like what if you were on a Spaceship. <laughs> um, is and there then, a
1: word for that?
2: I know Mary, Mary Sue. Well, Mary, Mary Sue is when you write Sue. yourself. You, well, no, all the, all the idea yourself of him being a Mary yeah. Sue is Martin's that he's so good at everything. <laughs> <Sue>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not just that Wesley Crusher gets to. It's like you get to be on the ship. It's also like they're like, oh, what do we do? And Wesley's like, I have a program to. Right, well, so, uh, Tilly's yeah. not
1: a Mary Sue because she's not saving the day. She's second. not like well, excessively her
2: job. You know, a genius who's like amazing at kickboxing
3: and supermodeling.
1: But she's doing a lot of really
3: cool things like helping Burnham on the dating scene getting her and Tyler together I like
2: Tilly in general I think she's a winning actress I just her episode the one where she's sort of like you know what Michael Burnham you're great but I don't need to like follow your advice in terms of like how to climb the uh Federation ladder Yeah, that
3: was when I was kind of like I, I, I see the point of this character now like you know I, I, I had a little more of a read cool. on like why she's there I think it's cool that you grew to like her and you had to grow to like her too Em and I liked her from the first moment wow, wow. Yeah. Right, yeah. Side right side of history and they have I'm sorry what were you gonna say
4: um uh, oh, God, what's his name? Crap. Oh, Tyler? No, no, no. no. It's... Um, Lorca? No. What is What does he do on the ship? Oh what does he do? Stamets. Uh, Stamets. He yeah. likes that line we're where gonna... he calls her captain, which I thought was very cool. Oh,
3: yeah. That's no... That that's Yes. That is yeah. foreshadowing of various timelines. And it's funny that you mentioned Stamets, because he is the first topic we're going to bring up when we come back next week Woo. for our Recap Roundtable, Volume 2 on our special uh, yes yeah, so and to miss it would be
4: that sir is illogical.
3: You want to be there next week. So until then, um thank you for joining us. and if you want to follow the travails of our three guests, you can uh, follow David Sims on Twitter at David L. Sims. And one Sims word. is spelled S Y M M E S,
2: S I M S. One M, just one M. And I have a
3: podcast. Blank check. Oh shit, that's right. You, you can got check your
2: out own my podcast. Blank. It's a great podcast. You've they been want on the podcast. Do
3: some of that ASMR thing because the audience members that are listening might <laughs> know that they want to hear your voice more. Blank you know? check. <laughs> No blank check, with, blank the, check with, with the with is a great podcast. Yeah, with no, him mostly because of his other host. Uh, yeah, Griffin funny. Newman is very funny. Um, Emma, where can we find you on Twitter?
4: You can find me at Stefabsky. It's my last name with a typo in it.
3: It's um, <laughs> that that was a bold yeah, choice. Yeah, no, I, I actually gave this some thought. I thought it was for like I'm Fab.
4: Well, that's why I kept it. I was, oh, like, okay. Oh, this is cute. It's yeah, I kept because I keep like whenever I type my name really fast, I type it Stefabsky, and I feel like that's kind of presumptuous of me to say
3: that you're fab you're yeah. so fab
4: but i mean it's true well, so. you're a little fab it was pretty
1: fab
3: <laughs> you're pretty fab so at Stafabsky is where one can yep. listen and uh and uh matt patches
1: where can one find you on the internet i'm on twitter at mr patches yes. and always be reading thrillist.com and you have slash a, entertainment you're part of a long podcast also that's right oh yes i podcast uh on a show called Fighting in the War Room. Yeah.
2: Everyone on that podcast always forgets they're on a
1: podcast. It's a great podcast. A, We've just been know, doing it for so long. have been doing it, it for many years. have been doing it It's for like feeding so long. my cats. I, yes, I do it, <laughs> but I don't <laughs> boast about it. Yeah. Modest man.
3: All right, so thanks again for listening and we'll catch you again next week.